Welcome to the Sovereign Mother Goddess Podcast. I'm Constance. Today we're talking with Ashley Dewey, all about cosmic human design. I'm so excited to jump right in, so let's get right to it. So how are you introduced to human design? I found human design in 2016. I was listening to a podcast where they were interviewing Karen Curry, and she was just talking about the basics of human design and like how to find out about your chart and your energy type. And I was introduced to the traditional or tropical human design. It wasn't until a couple of months ago that I found cosmic human design or the sidereal astrology or human design. Can you tell me about when you started reading charts? What inspired you to do that? I remember growing up, I was like, where is my manual for life? Where, (laughs) Where is this thing that helps me understand myself and others better? And once I found human design, I started researching my own chart. Now knowing my cosmic human design and that profile, I can see why I have to research everything and I wanna know everything about it. Immediately, anybody I came across, I was like, what time were you born? Can I see your chart? Because it was fascinating just to, to see everybody's uniqueness on paper. I bet. Was it overwhelming in the beginning to read it? It was definitely overwhelming at first. The more that I just researched, and experimented. It's like learning a new language. What does this all mean? And and how do I, like, where do I start? Wow, this is an accurate and powerful system. There were some people that didn't really connect to their tropical human design. And I didn't know that there was another system until recently. And I feel like the people that are not connecting with their human design, this is such a great route to start looking into. Yeah, because I feel like as our own consciousness is evolving, so are the tools around us. I love that. Yeah, there's so many different ways for us to work on ourselves that are available to us, as you're saying. As you talk about how it's a manual for life, it makes me think of how I do Akashic Record readings and That's something that we refer to it as also, or like Mm -hmm. an internet instead of internet, like connection. So I was really wondering, is there any key differences between the human design and cosmic human design? Yeah, so they're both using the same information, like all of the human design information is still valid in both types. But the real difference between the traditional human design and cosmic human design is the astrology that they're using. So the satellites that they're actually tapping into when we're putting in all the birthday information to pull up the chart. Yeah, the traditional human design is going off of the tropical astrology and then sidereal or cosmic human design is using the sidereal astrology. And what is sidereal? It is similar to the Vedic astrology. So in tropical astrology, they are using just the sun placement and then everything is mapped out from that versus the sidereal astrology or Vedic astrology is looking at the planets and the stars. So you're getting the whole picture. Yeah. And so it's um, not 12 planets. It's actually 13. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So cool. Early on, we learned to see ourselves through the eyes of others and can often take on judging ourselves heavily. As you did my reading, you talked about how we can get lost in how others view our energetic expressions. How did your shadow show up as you chose to understand yourself as you are through human design, cosmic human design versus the perspective you learned to see yourself through the world around you, whether it's society, family, 
Yeah, I think all of us like go through some sort of conditioning and, you know, if it's not society's programming or just your family's, whatever it is in these projections that people just put onto us. And I really just judged myself a lot growing up. Like I was like, why aren't you operating like these other kids? Or why aren't you acting like this? Like you don't fit in. And I, I always felt like the outsider, the outcast. Once I did find human design, I was able to see, oh wow, this is just naturally how I operate. It is important for me to take a break after I've worked for a little while, where most people just push right through that and they're like, oh, I gotta get this work done, or society's really programmed that into us that we need to <laughs> work, you know, 40 hours a week or whatever it is to be successful or productive. And I think really human design, if it's cosmic or tropical, it's really your biggest permission slip to be you because a lot of the information that i give in my readings they're not anything new like it's all the information you've kind of already knew about yourself like you knew you needed more alone time or to take more breaks or whatever it is but it's finally not judging yourself for doing that or criticizing yourself for being different and and really just going wow this is how i operate best like this is how i can leverage my energy in the best way possible instead of going oh well let me keep pushing and forcing and trying when that's just building more resistance and it's making you frustrated and you're not getting the results that you really want so it's a system of self-acceptance it's actually choosing to hear yourself hear your heart hear your body especially and embodying who you are yeah and i love because we are all so unique and so just individualized and i feel like that's really really important life is not this cookie cutter one fits all type of scenario and human design like they say there's seven different authorities and your authority in human design is how you best make a decision this is how your intuition works. That was really eye-opening for me just to know that we're all not receiving messages the same way. Like our body's intelligence is communicating with everybody differently. That was just so cool to just to see that. I'm like, wow, some of us like reflectors, they need a whole lunar cycle, full 28 days before they make a final decision. And, you know, society's like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't got time for that. We need a decision right now. Tell me right now how you're feeling. And just to have that information of like, whoa, okay, when I take more time, not only is this going to make me look that skill or whatever they're offering, it's going to look more appetizing and the person's going to work with them more, the more that they're in alignment and following that strategy or following their authority. I love that I'm hearing that you help people find that self-trust that they truly desire. And we're always looking for trust outside of ourselves and wondering like, why isn't it there? And it starts there first with that self-trust so we can build that in relationships. Yeah, and there's times where we, we were making the right choice and like we, we overwrite it. Cause we're like, oh, well, I gotta be a good friend or I gotta be a good daughter or whatever it is. And we're like, oh, I'm just gonna override my bodies intelligence like it's telling me that i should stay but ugh, i gotta go i'm not gonna be a good friend and then you show up and you either have a bad time or whatever happens yeah it's such a great tool for us to get back in touch with our body's intelligence and really regain that trust of oh wow 
this is my body telling me to either slow down or, you know, whatever the message needs to be. I was doing some deity work with the goddess Persephone, and it came up for me that the character in Encanto, Isabella, is a lot like Persephone. She's a modern day Persephone. And she reminds us that what else can I do in her main song? And I think that's something we need to ask ourselves when we question resting and if it's worth it and how we want to do, do, do. Well, what else can I do if I were to rest? Exactly. Yeah. Instead of you can feel good right now, like there doesn't need to be this external thing that happens. Right. You don't need this list of things that you believe you need to complete in order to have that good feeling. You can have good feelings from the simplest things, just even watching something mindless. It absolutely amazes me how happy I can be with that. Yeah. And yeah, just being in this present moment, a lot of anxiety comes from you worrying about the future instead of being here right now because if all of your needs are met right in this moment what are you worried about (laughs) that is so true i was wondering if you go you could go into talking about more what is an authority yes and that's what i include in my foundational readings is really the energy type, the strategy, and the authority. I feel like that's really where you want to start when you're just getting into your human design chart because it can be so overwhelming seeing all the centers, all the gates, all the planets, all the things. Things are colored in, things are white and open. But really- Those fractions too. I'm like, what is <laughs> Yeah, there, the arrows. There's just so much going on. So it's really just like, Yeah, it's too much to take in all at once. So to really start with, there's seven intuitions, seven different authorities. The most common ones are the sacral or the emotional authority. There's also the ego authority, the self-projected, the heart authority, the non-authority for the reflectors where they're um, more tied to the moon and all of that. It's just another way to rebuild that relationship again with your body. It's like, I know for me personally, experienced some trauma growing up and I immediately was just like, nope, not safe to be in the body. Like, (laughs) nope, not gonna stay there. We have to be in our bodies. We don't wanna make decisions from our brain, from our mind, because our our brain is just to keep us safe. And so it's not gonna wanna take the risk or to play in the unknown. It's always gonna go, oh, nope don't go over there, it's not safe, or don't try that new thing. For me, I'm the emotional authority. And I never, when I first learned about human design, I was the splenic authority. And so the splenic authority is tied into our intuition. So it's in the moment, it's in the now. You know, for the last five years, I've really studied that chart and tried to integrate it. And I wasn't really getting the results that I wanted, if I'm being honest, and I didn't really feel comfortable being a manifester. It was really just a like, I don't know, asking like too much of me. I don't like to go out and initiate things, and that's really what the manifester is all about. And so finding my cosmic human design, finding out I'm really a manifesting generator with the emotional authority, and so it's actually important for me to take my time with making decisions, not to make them in the moment. Like I need at least a day, three days a week, (laughs) really time to feel out my decisions. And, you know, because the emotional authority moves in waves. 
And this can feel like highs and lows or hope to pain. Like it's a, I would say kind of intense of an authority to have because we're always carrying emotional energy. And it's really just, where are you in that wave? And I never wanted to consider myself an emotional person because I was like, you know, society, <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the most positive thing to have to be called emotional. So I always just said, oh, I'm sensitive. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, oh, no, like I am emotional. So I've just been having all these insights and ahas and just reflecting on the traditional design and my cosmic design. And I wish I would have found this one like five years ago so I could have <laughs> really embodied the right design but i will say i'm not trying to say that traditional human design is bad or wrong and that cosmic is the best one because that's not true like they're both accurate information but i do feel like the cosmic human design is going to be more where we're moving into Obviously, if you know, you've spent the last five, 10 years studying something, you are going to feel connected to it. Yeah. So just to really make that decision for yourself, if you want to take a look at both of the designs, or if you are more connected to the tropical design, go for that. But to really not let anything put you in a box or label you, because you are so much more than just your energy type. You're, it's really the whole entire chart. What gates do you have defined in your chart and like where are they uh, placed in the planets? What centers do you have defined in your chart? Like all of that is making you, you. Ultimately, we all have all of the human design chart. It's just how you're going to experience it will be different person to person. So I feel like that's really important to know. Like there's not a part of the chart that you can't have or experience. It's just going to be depending on your chart. <laughs> so everything that you're saying I can relate to though, where you're talking about being emotional. I never liked being called that. I got called that a lot, sensitive, emotional. I'm a cancer rising. So you're talking about also how they need time. That is definitely me. I'm the person that you will go to bed angry at because I say I need some more time to feel this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, why can't you talk to me now? Like, and it'll be like a month and then I'm like, ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. And I never knew why. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, well, duh. Like, that's how my body's communicating with me is it's all based off of how I'm feeling. And how does this make me feel? How does this person make me feel? How does this environment make me feel? Exactly. Otherwise, I get lost in this idea in my mind where, you know, you have all that internal dialogue going on where you're criticizing yourself, you're guilting yourself, anything <laughs> yeah. that's motivational. I'll look at you procrastinating and it's like, I really, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was the other huge aha I had um, being now a manifesting generator. So they're known as like the chaotic type all over the place, not committed, not disciplined. And like, it's so hard for me to stick to one thing. Like I literally can't. And to know that the manifesting generators are designed to multitask and they're designed to have everything all over the place. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like, thank you. And just to have that permission of like, Yes, you should do multiple things at once. Yes, you should 
follow your inspiration and follow the fun and like it's okay to not finish that project right now you can you know jump over there and then come back and yeah it looks like i'm all over the place but i know where everything is <laughs> that is definitely me i'll be working on a podcast while i'll be writing a book or something it's just mm -hmm. like how many things i'm doing at once and then i like to time myself so i work faster but when i'm doing two things i mean it's not gonna be at the same time so you went into manifesting generators could you tell me about the other types yeah, so there's five energy types in human design. There's the manifester, the generator, the manifesting generator, the projector, and the reflector. And as I'm sure you could guess, the manifesting generator is the manifester and the generator in one type. There is like just so much to the human design yeah. and to get into each one, but I'll try to make it brief. So the generators are like the powerhouse or the alchemist. They're really here to find the work that they love and that lights them up because they are known for their sustainable energy. And it's really finding that work that's lighting up that sacral because that sacral is letting you know, oh, I have enough energy to see this through because the sacral center is all about life force energy. And so, yeah, the generators are really here to wait and respond. And it's not that they are just sitting around waiting. It's really them doing what they're passionate about. And when they're doing the thing that they love, that just lights them up and they become so magnetic that things are just magnetized to them. And then they're just here to respond to the ones that are, you know, it does depend on your authority so if you have the sacral authority you'd be listening for that yes or no from the sacral or if you have the emotional authority you would still want to give yourself more time and then i believe they can also be a splenic or no that's just for the the manifesting generators and then we have the manifestors manifestors are about eight percent of the population they are here to initiate they're the trailblazers. They're the ones doing things that nobody's done before. They're paving the way. And like I said, they're here to initiate. So they really can initiate others into the frequency of transformation. They just get things started. And so they're really meant to get that thing started and then move on. Like they're not here to see it all the way through. Their strategy is really to inform, to let everybody know what they're thinking about, what they're getting ready to do, what they want to do, what they're about to do. And the more they can inform, the better, because that really helps soften the resistance around them because the manifestors are really hard to read, like their aura is closed and repelling. So a lot of people are like, oh, how can I even like approach this person? So the more that they can say like, hey, I'm going to the grocery store or, you know, whatever it is, then people can have something to respond to. And the manifesting generators, like I said, they're a little bit of the manifester and generator in one type. They're also known as the time benders. And so the manifesting generators, they have the same strategy of the generator to wait and respond, but they are really designed to be the multi-passionate, the multifaceted, really just, I want to do this and then this and then this, and they're really not here to stick to one thing either. So having like a narrow niche is not going to be probably good for the manifesting generator because they're always just like onto the next passion, onto the next one. 
and it's really once they've gotten the okay from their authority, then it's time for them to inform everybody that that's going to affect. And yeah, like I was saying, they're the only type designed to multitask. So it's really important for them just to allow themselves like, I can be all over the place. I can stop doing this hobby or whatever the thing is like when it's appropriate, when the fun is no longer there. Like they're not here to stick to one thing for the rest of their life. Then we have the projectors. Projectors are about 20% of the population and they are like the guides. They are the orchestrators. They are operating at a really fast, high frequency. And their strategy is to wait for the invitation because the projectors just naturally see a more effective and uh, more efficient way to do things. And they really see so clearly and so deeply into other people. So they can be the ones that just kind of tell people like, why haven't you done it this way? Or why are you doing it this way? Or why have like, they're just kind of telling people what to do or how to do things because they just naturally see the, the more effective way to do it, but they don't wait for that invitation. So they're usually not heard. It's usually not received. People are usually giving them like, <laughs> why are you just telling me what to do kind of a look because they haven't learned to either create that invitation or wait for that invitation. Really the important thing for the projector is to see themselves as that expert, to see themselves as that teacher, because it's really the projector has to recognize that in themselves first before others are going to see it and be able to recognize them for it. And then the last type is the reflector. And I've talked a little bit about them. So they are 1% of the population and they have all nine centers open in their chart. They are our mirrors. They are the calibrator. They're really here to show us what we're, what we're still needing to work on. So Michael Jackson, he was a reflector. And so they're really like taking in all of the environment, whoever they're around and just amplifying that energy. And so they're really reflecting back to us like, hey, this is what the collective is struggling with. This is what everybody is going through right now. So it's really important for the reflector to be okay with being a different person every day. Like they're really not here to just be, they're just always evolving. And to really, it's gonna be about how they feel as well, like in environments, because they're taking so much of that person or place in and amplifying that energy. So if it feels off, it's because it is. But it's going to be very important for the reflectors to find that group of people that they can trust and that they can feel really, really good around. As you describe this, I'm actually really seeing how you use human design for business and building a team. Yeah, exactly. And just to be able to support your employees or coworker or business partner on a way deeper level to know, oh, cool, this person's a manifesting generator, like, let them loose, <laughs> like, let them go. <laughs> or like a projector or reflector of just like, wow, you know, if you're needing clarity on something, they can really take in your vision and amplify it back to you. This is also fascinating. I was actually wondering if you could dive deeper into using human design for business. What you have defined in your chart is like your 
your special sauce. It's what you're here to experience. It's what you're here to play with. So looking at your, your nine centers, which ones do you have defined? Which ones do you have undefined? And so like I have a defined throat, I have a defined emotional solar plexus. So I'm sending all that energy out so I can really allow people to feel really empowered or to feel like, yeah, confident, all of those things because they're taking my energy in and amplifying it. So there's so many different layers to human design. And so, yeah, to use them in business or relationships or to find out more about your intuitive gifts, like all of that is in the chart. It's so cool. Could you tell me more about your human design for business course? Yeah, I have the sacred alignment is a self-paced human design business course. So you learn about all five energy types, their strengths, their challenges, some tips on creating content and how they work together individually, how they work together in business. I also have a, a private group that goes along with that course for networking and collaborating. And I saw that one of them was on MeWe, which I thought was really cool because I started your course and I saw how you talk about how manifesting generators can't be censored. So I love that you have your own group that's free of the censorship going on. As a manifesting generator, how do you feel about all the censorship going on, especially how it affects the self-help industry? It's a lot of it's just watered down and I feel like it's very cookie cuttered and one size fits all. And it's like even people's sleeping patterns. It's like, you know, we're recommended eight hours of sleep, but you know, some people really thrive off of six hours. So I feel like just to say off the, you know, across the board, this is how everybody should take care of ourselves or whatever. It's like, no, it doesn't work for everybody. Did you actually know like 200 years ago, we used to like, it used to be normal for a human being to get up in the middle of the night to smoke, to have sex, to hang out and then go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of weird things we used to do like in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's just like it was interesting to me that it never was like you have to sleep straight through. Like mm -hmm. that's a whole new thing. Yeah, exactly. So many things are just like, where did this even come from? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it's just interesting. So maybe the whole insomnia thing. I mean, maybe you just actually do need to be up for a bit and then go back to lay down again. Yeah. And even with like before we, you know, got into cities and structures, we really lived with the moon. And if it was a full moon, that means we're out tonight and <laughs> we're having a, a little dance party versus if it's you know a new moon we're going to be well most of the women were on their blood moon and and they were gathering together but that was a time where yeah you were going uh more inward and with yourself versus coming together as a community yeah and i love human design it's so incredible it does kind of touch a little bit on self-care i would say like each energy type has their own strategy and also just obviously like learning more about your chart. What are the gates you have defined? Cause there is like the gate 19, that's a gate of sensitivity. 
and that's going to make the rest of your chart be heightened and extra sensitive. The channel 214 is all about being in that feminine flow and really it's about receiving and allowing instead of this forcing and pushing. So yeah, it's so cool just how vast it is. Like it can like it just keeps going and going. And what are some odd areas that human design can help you with that you wouldn't think of? Digestion was a really odd one for me. I had no idea that human design could even talk about it. So that was really cool. There's a few different digestions. And uh, so like my cosmic one is high sound. Since I was a kid, I would always turn on the TV or like have music going or like have people around. I always enjoyed a lot of noise around me while I was eating. But then society's like, oh no, you should be eating peacefully and, and in a quiet environment and really focused on your food or focused on your breath. <laughs> and, and that's not appropriate for me. Like that's not how, like that high sound is turning on my digestive fire. That's how my body likes it. And there's even uh, nighttime evening eating where that's best for them to eat at night. And, you know, we were told that that's absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, I just think it's so incredible that because we're not all just this cookie cutter people like we're all so individualized, so unique. And I think it's incredible to have a system that not only shows you that, but empowers you to be yourself. I was wondering, is there anything that let's say you were listening to this that you wish I asked you about? Oh, um, I guess I kind of touched on it already with just that we all have access to the whole chart. There's not a part of it that you don't have because people will talk about like the money lines or like the business circuit and people will be like, oh, well, I don't have that gate. So, you know, I'm not here to experience money or I don't have the entrepreneurship gate so or channel. So I can't have my own business where that none of that is true. Like you can still tap into that energy. It's just you might have to have a business partner that it's not here to label you or put you in a box or to say that you can and can't do something like it's really not for that. And I would say at any time you do feel like it's putting you in a box to take a step back and, you know, you have all the power already inside of you. You already have all the answers. Um, I feel like human de human design um, and gene keys, all of these tools that we have access to. They're here to just unlock them for us. Um, but we already had that inside of us. It's like everything you already knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but we're always looking for that external validation. Tell me I'm enough. Tell me I'm beautiful. Tell me, yeah, whatever. When it's like, you can look in the mirror and give yourself that validation. It was actually a really powerful practice I started doing. So I was doing like mirror work, but then I started saying 10 physical things that I did like about myself. Cause I was just going like, oh, you're a good listener or you're a good friend. Yeah. But it was like, <laughs> I was like, no, like you have beautiful hair, you have beautiful skin. Um, and like giving myself that validation and pumping myself up the beginning of the day. So it's like, I don't have to, <laughs> you know, I'm not looking for somebody else to give that to me. It really does help you build on to everything else outside of you that you want to create. It's that's something that I've learned a lot with. Um, so the God Hades, a lot of people think about, you know, like dark things like hell and stuff like that. Well, he ran the underworld. 
So when you want like a business God, he's a good one to go to. <laughs> yeah. yeah about that. He's running a business. Like that's what he does. And he had me focusing on how all the things that people don't see are actually the most important things in your business. Like, yeah, you want to be out there. You want to be seen. You want people to know you're doing something, but it's those moments where, you know, the seed goes in the ground, then it bursts open. That's the thing. Like we don't realize that that's like the shadow work that goes on for you. And then you root into the ground and we root and rise at the same time. And that's, that's very true with human beings too. You have to be rooted in order to rise. Yeah. And to know that when you planted that seed, like it might take a few months of watering and nurturing it before you actually see that evidence, but you're not going to go, you know, dig up that seed. (laughs) 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 Yeah. You, you, you have patience and yeah, you just love on it and you're excited to see like the tiny growth that starts happening. It's also like, we don't realize too, like certain things that seem like storms and stuff like that. Like I have an episode on Thor where I talk about how, when there's lightning, the lightning actually creates um, the nutrients that are needed with the water combined to help the seeds to grow, to help plants in general. And then there's like snow. We don't realize it too. We think, oh, it kills the plants. It actually insulates the plants beneath the soil. So it's like a time of rest that allows the roots don't get damaged and the self-care that you're talking about, that's the soil. And then you have, you know, all the, the seeds, whatever you want to create. And uh, I love to say, so our first relationship is with ourself and the last relationship we get is with ourselves. So it's like, how can you just love on yourself more? How can you, you know, be the support that you're looking for or that you're being for other people? Because at the end of the day, nobody's like, oh my God, what can I do for you? What do you need? Like you gotta do that for yourself. And it's hard to put yourself first, especially if you are showing up for other people and, but you really can't pour from an empty cup. Like you have to fill up your cup first. I think of it too, like being in a movie, we don't realize that we are the main character in our own lives and we get so lost in playing the supporting role in other people's lives so that we can really just please others. And I love how you brought up pouring into your own cup, making sure that you fill it yourself, because on my wedding day, I decided to do my um, my vows actually showing that visually, showing how when you fill your cup, you just overflow with so much to give and that we can give to each other far much more. Exactly. Yes. And yeah, and then you're not upset when you do have to show up because you have that overflow instead of going, oh my God. <laughs> how dare you ask me for more? I have nothing to give. I have yet to receive anything for myself. So where can we find you online? Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Ashley Dewey. Um, same on both of those. And any offers you have going on right now that you want to mention other than your I mean, you can talk about your readings more too, like how they go if you want. I feel like you did touch on it, but if you think you want to go deeper, it's totally up to you. So yeah, I have just your standard reading, 60 minutes, where we go over your energy type, your strategy, authority, profile lines, um, your nine centers, and a few other things. And then I offer a 40 plus page PDF where I write up your whole chart and all the things. And then we have a 90 minute Zoom reading going over all of that. And then the sacred alignment, the business course I was talking about earlier. And then I also have a four week one-on-one course 
with me where we just dive deep into your human design and gene keys and just really start to integrate this information instead of just understanding it. And I was curious, how did you go from Reiki to human design? I would say it's that manifesting generator. So <laughs> I, I still do both. And I love having these two as my wheelhouse because I can kind of either jump around. But I first started with yoga and Ayurveda. Those were my first two loves and passions. And then I discovered Reiki and kind of human design at the same time. And I was just like, yes, like my whole body was just like singing and activated and built a business around it, teaching Reiki, coaching people with human design. And yeah, it's been so much fun. And are there any books that you recommend to our listeners? The book I recommend is The Secret Language of Your Body by Nina Segal. Incredible. I use it all the time where it's like, oh, my middle toe is hurting. <laughs> and I'll look it up. It gives you like some emotions to start looking at, but it also gives you a little exercise to help move that energy and color therapy, like all kinds of different things. It's an incredible book. What a powerful and fun episode with Ashley. I'd love to hear what your key takeaways are. Make sure to follow so you don't miss any future episodes. If you need some help working with a deity, a deity, then just contact me and I can book a deity consult for you. Also keep an eye out for the challenge I'm hosting. I know one of my key takeaways from the episode is for you to listen to your body and trust that you know what you truly need. So let's take in some more of that during our day by taking a moment and just sitting with ourselves and hearing what we actually need and being the one to fulfill it. Even if that thing that you need is help and remember that help can only happen if you use your voice and that is because you are powerful and you are manifesting through it. Wishing you many moments of stepping into your power and owning your worth.